Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turns a slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. I'm Thomas Stern, joined by my co-host, John Ramsey, and we're doing this podcast to prepare us to start our own food or beverage business one day. How's it going, John? It's tough. I feel feel like I'm a little bit defeated today, I'll be honest. A little bit defeated. Why? I... Today's Saturday, which is odd. We normally record on Sunday, and I just got done with work. Saturdays are our busiest days. I should have sold cars. Mm. I should have sold at least one car. I did not I didn't sell a single car today. And because of that, I'm causing climate change. Ooh. That's how it feels, yeah, I you mean, know. I Yeah, I know what you mean. In, I'm in charge of it. I feel like I could have done better and I didn't. That's all. So I'm disappointed and I'm causing climate change. What all of the listeners are wondering right now is what's your average sale per Saturday? Per Saturday? What's your average amount of sales? Good Saturday, which isn't what you asked. (laughs) A good Saturday, I'd sell three. An average Saturday, I'd sell two. A bad Saturday, I'd sell one. But rarely do I get a goose egg on a Saturday. Yeah, and you know what's... The gas prices are so high right now, you'd think that you'd sell even more than two. You think I didn't start with that? (laughs) (laughs) No matter what, no matter how how high the gas prices are, it couldn't have helped me at all. But on the other hand, I think some of our listeners might be feeling alienated just by the fact that I'm complaining about work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love working. I love working for Tesla. I love selling the cars. I love driving the cars. And I'm not going to be alienating, so I'm not going to talk about. Okay, that's fair. But I've had a I've had a long, rough go today, and there's sometimes you're just going to have those days. Yeah, listeners and fans, that's you're going to have those days. Getting back to something uh, more of our listeners can relate to. Good idea. You were considering doing another Second City show yesterday. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, this is something all of our listeners can relate to. I I got a I got a message, I got a text asking if I could do a main stage show, and they gave me 2 days to prepare for it. Um and this was this was a show that I hadn't seen before, which I probably should have, so that's probably on me. But I said no. Mm. I can't do it this time, but please uh give me the scripts so I can memorize them and do them in the future. Okay. Nice. What do you think about that? You sound disappointed. Do you you think I should have done it? I would have put the odds at 70% you would have done the show, just That's the gone thing. for it. I I had to look at the devil and I had to gamble and I wasn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Well, I mean, I'm sure you made the right decision. You always do. I don't know. I don't know if I did make the decision and I don't think I do make the right decisions all the time. Nobody does. This is a real, honest, raw John that I'm not used Ugh. to seeing, and I like it. I know. So let's I know. keep this going. You want it? No, 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 no. I don't think people want to listen to real John. 
I think people want to listen to fun, John. Yeah, actually, that's correct. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to a podcast and be reminded of the issues and problems that they all have. And I'm doing that right now. I'm making our listeners remember all the things that are going wrong in their lives. Yeah. Well, you know, if there's any product that can turn that energy around, Mm -hmm. it's the one we're talking about today. Yeah. I guess I could just really use the listener's support on this one. If the listeners all came together right now and thought of something positive for John, I bet Fun John would come back. All right, let's try it. Thanks. I think it worked. Nice. Yeah. Wait, hold on. The banter isn't over until I've asked you how you're doing. What'd you get up to today? You know, a while ago, I brought it up on the show. I was looking for a car. I wanted to go electric. Good idea. I was told by a lot of people, you can't afford an electric right now. Just wait. I didn't listen to them. I listened to myself, and I got the reasonable Fiat Electric 500E. Whoa. Are you driving it currently? Do you have, Or do you have like an order in? No, I've had it for a couple months. It's a 2015. What the heck? And I'm feeling great right now because... While the gas prices have gone up so high, mm-hmm. I'm sitting pretty. Hope and John, I know you're moving to LA soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your plans are for a car. Maybe you're going to get a used Tesla. Maybe you're going to get a new Tesla. Yeah. Well, there's some good corporate lease options that I've been looking into. We'll see what happens. We'll see how this develops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you trying to steer out of the banter right now? Yeah, I'm trying to drive out of it, but it's like quicksand. It's We're not going anywhere. <laughs> the The brand, you already know it because you clicked on the episode. It's Peanut M&M's. And our guest today is very passionate about this product. We've got actor and comedian Sophie Savides. Welcome to the pod. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Um, thank you for having me. No, and as you were about to say it, I was like, oh, I should have told you. It was very close, though. Sophie Savitas. You really punched us that E at the end, Thomas. Got it's like it. an I, which is not your fault. Sophie, you gave us three options for what you wanted to talk about today. Your first choice was AMC Popcorn. Now, this is this t- kind of came out of left field. I don't think of that really as a food brand, but I do really like that idea. Do you want to give them a little props or explain that choice for a sec? It's like a craving. Like it's something I want a lot of the time. And I actually, with a friend, went a few times to just get the popcorn. You went to the movies? Literally. That's wild. (laughs) And then like watched a movie at home. Because <laughs> wow. I used to live across the street from a movie theater, an AMC movie oh, theater in New York City, like two two blocks away. But I also think like uh, movie theaters make their money off of concessions. So when we asked, they were like, "Of, of course!" Like they were so happy. They're so thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> but it just like hits wow. the spot. It's kind of hard to. When did that start? When did that craving start? Definitely like eight years old. I feel like because... definitely eight. I'd, I'd get popcorn and peanut M&M's, actually. Wow. And did you combine? No, not a little bit. I feel like if I want to combine, I do just like classic M&M's. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think we're all having fun here. So I'm going to take this opportunity to get into something we rarely talk about on the show. 
I want to address the issues with child labor and cocoa farming. A 2020 report found that, oh, a 2020 report funded by the U.S. government showed that around 2 million children are engaged in hazardous child labor using machetes and toxic chemicals to harvest cocoa. And for decades, companies like Mars and Hershey's have been criticized for not taking the issue seriously enough. What that study doesn't explain, though, is what would happen if big chocolate companies only bought their cocoa from fair trade sources. What would happen is the prices would go way up. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm already used to paying $150 for a candy bar. So, that's that. We don't have to feel bad about the issue because it's unsolvable. Now, on to, or do you guys have any takes on that? I mean, I, yeah, I feel pretty horrible now talking about how much I like peanut M&Ms. Yeah, I don't think I have a take that's different than what you said. I think it's pretty terrible. But at the same time, wouldn't it be more of a treat, actually, if we made chocolate bars eight, $8 for a single piece of chocolate wouldn't that make it automatically almost luxury yeah yeah that would be a great call now here's a question do we know do the kids like it is it they're are they passionate about it because if that's the case this is an extremely blurry line um no one percent of them are slaves and for the most part they don't have an option yeah And I'm just reading, like, traffickers will buy children or, like, um, I don't know, steal children? Like, (laughs) they just, oh, kidnap, abduct them um, and take them to these places. I was going to say, there's the facts, listeners. Yeah. What do you think? So, yeah, we like peanut M&Ms. What we can do is we can pressure Mars to take this more seriously. I love this because normally it takes us 25, 30 minutes to find a problem with a company. But yeah, they can rebrand as luxury foods. How would they do that? How, what do you think the first step is? Is it a commercial? Is it a fine commercial? That would, that would get the public. Um, but I think, I think they need like a rebrand. I think you, they need like a heavy rebrand yeah. like in mm-hmm. terms of like aesthetics. So right off the bat, before the brass tacks, there's an idea. Yeah. Okay, now on to the fun story of Mars Company. Forrest Mars Sr., son of Mars Company founder Frank C. Mars, copied the idea for the candy in... This is the story of M&M's, actually. Copied the idea for the candy in the 1930s during the Spanish Civil War when he saw soldiers eating British-made Smarties. Chocolate pellets with a colored shell of what confectioners call hard panning, essentially hardened sugar syrup. In 1949, the brand introduced the tagline, melts in your mouth, not your hand. Peanut M&Ms were introduced in 1954, but first appeared only in the color tam. Oh, okay. I love that. That's nice. Yeah. Bring that back. Sophie stuck her tongue out. She hates that. Well, I mean, it depends on the the shade of tan, but the shade that came into my head was not as appetizing as the colors. Mm -hmm. Well, Sophie, you speak for the people in the 1950s because in in 1960, M&Ms added the yellow, red, and green colors. In 1991, peanut butter M&Ms were released. Mm. These candies have peanut butter inside of the chocolate shell and the same color scheme as other varieties. Sophie, what are your thoughts on peanut 
butter M&Ms. She's shaking her head and looking down. Yeah. I really don't think they hold a candle to peanut M&Ms at all. I think I have had them, and I think they were forgettable and not as yummy and kind of gross. Not that I love a peanut candy, like... But I just think peanut M and M's. There's something about them that's like close to perfection. So it's kind of hard if, to. That's fair. If you could have peanut butter or peanuts for the rest of your life, and not the other, which one would you choose? Oh fuck. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna say peanuts. I like. I it. think you'd have to. That was almost a trick question because if you choose peanut butter, then you'd have to have only peanut butter M and M's for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yep. Oh, that's. Yep. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Thomas is a trickster sometimes. <laughs> I never liked peanut butter and jelly. Like that's never been mm-hmm. a staple. But you know what is really good actually is taking the frozen Welch's sandwiches. Sorry, this is a different food. Oh, the uncrustables. The uncrustables. Oh. And eating them straight out of the freezer. That is fun. Oh. Sorry, I don't know if cursing is allowed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but that is so good because the peanut butter is kind of hard, so it almost becomes like a candy bar. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I think I remember in school, if you couldn't afford a hot lunch, they would give you an Uncrustable. It was like the thing that you got when you couldn't have anything else. And I think that's so unfair because they're so good. Now, what about you, Thomas? Turning, turning the tables around. Peanuts? Or peanut butter for the rest of your life? What do you choose? Butter, baby. I'm a Eat butter it. boy. I'm a nut butter boy. <laughs> <laughs> so everything that Sophie's been saying, you've been disagreeing with. But I was always told for some reason, like, peanuts are not a good nut. They're, like, different than walnuts. Oh. Yeah, there's not as many vitamins and minerals in peanuts than a walnut or an almond, I think. Mm-hmm. But but they're pretty good for you. Taste. You got to consider taste. Yeah. There's a reason why we're talking about peanut M&Ms and not walnut M&Ms. Great point. Thank you. Not a bad idea. Cashew M&Ms. You can mm. do any nut you want. And the sizes are kind of fun too that you get to mess around with. And that's also what I like about peanut M&Ms is that they kind of come in different sizes all the time. Absolutely. They're so varied in shape and in experience. So it's, it's just like always a new moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with peanut butter m&ms that's not the case and okay not to be the person that brings up the elephant in the room but every once in a while when you're eating a peanut m&m you get a peanut that tastes rancid there are bad peanuts and i just don't know how to fix that issue i don't know how to quality check that i just stuff another one in my mouth and swallow oh okay <laughs> Get the taste out as fast as possible. (laughs) Because you know what's going to happen. Would you say it's once per pack you can expect at least one bad nut? I think it's less than that. Like I've had a pack. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe like a slightly bitter nut because it's almost like the like the sheath the The sleeve yeah the sleeve the sleeve. (laughs) This is sheath. The sheet, the sleeve, the the jacket. Maybe that's part of the luxury rebrand as well. There's a little guarantee that says all good or all fresh. I really I like that. I think that that would be... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how, a, how would they know, though? They'd have to take a bite out of half. Or lab rats. Maybe lab rats know which ones to not eat. They could train them. Oh, yeah. And then they do, like, sniffs. 
I don't know if more <laughs> sniffing if it's bad or less sniffing, but I, mm, you know, if if rats don't work, crows can figure it out because crows. Sweden is training crows to put cigarette butts in the trash. And so they can, I'm sure they can pick out the rancid peanuts. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be rewarded with a fresh peanut. <laughs> but I think... Well, hang on. These crows are going to reward themselves too much. Oh, no. They're it's gonna... automated. Oh. Only one comes out of the machine. Oh. <laughs> but I also feel like animals like gross, smelly things, you know? 100%. So maybe they would like... They would eat the smelly ones and they wouldn't like the quality ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we could say we're donating all the rancid peanuts to dogs. <laughs> back to crows. What is crows are a bad omen though, right? Yeah, let's get back to business. Oh. Let's talk about crows. Because there are a lot of crows outside my apartment mm-hmm. building and I'm starting to be like, what is this? Me? <laughs> yeah, crows need a rebranding too. Maybe that's part of it because they're so smart. Mm-hmm. Although they are, they have a menacing vibe. But that's Edgar Allan Poe's problem. He's the one. Edgar Allan Poe is the one that started all of this rap. True. I mean, that's the Raven, technically, but I feel like it's, you know, he was a fan of crows. I think we could rebrand crows just with a really fun celebrity endorsement. Garth Brooks, doesn't he have a pseudo name where he wears black? I don't know this. Sophie's on it. I'm trying to Google this. He's just wearing a black hat and a black shirt. <laughs> oh, is that it? There's just a photo of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a bunch of photos of him in a black hat. Well, I guess the other option is to make one. Yeah. We could make a goth country singer. Or we could just do the... Op- the there's the obvious solution, I think, which is to get Cheryl Crow involved. All right, just to for the listeners, Chris Gaines was a one-off fictional rock persona created by... Created as a movie character for Garth Brooks to explore musical styles far removed from his success as a country singer. Oh. But I feel like there are some like emo goth country. I feel like that can go together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like that would touch a lot of America because country and then like Hot Topic is in every- Both very popular. I like Hot Topic a lot. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And Nightmare Before Christmas it already has crows in it, I'm 90% sure. So maybe there's a, a remake, there's like a 30th or 40th year remake of Nightmare Before Christmas, and we make little cowboy hats for everyone to put on. And they're all eating peanut M&M's. I mean, it's, the ball's rolling. Yeah. They're really, the sky's the limit, I think, with this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for crows. Just in case our listeners are lost, we also have to rebrand crows because they're going to be the ones that are picking out the rancid peanuts. And we're making a big public deal out of this. So that's... I, think, I think once every 10 minutes, we should just have a timer. And, ev- and when the timer dings, we just say, for the listeners who might be lost. <laughs> I feel like we can really explore 10 minutes before coming back. So... For the listeners who are lost, we've decided that crows are going to pick out the rancid peanuts because that is the best method that we three could come up with of quality control to make sure that there's no bad peanuts. And <laughs> in the family of M&Ms, there's going to be a crow. 
<laughs> they're going to be in all the ads. Even if they don't say anything, they're there in the background. <laughs> yeah, well, they're like the silent helper. You know, they're like... Yes. Maybe they're like a silent Bob situation where they never talk, but they're always just sort of helping. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a great rebrand for Crows, so it's kind of a two-for-one. That's right. Uh, I don't think... No, they should have a name. A KR name. Kravitz. It would be like Crony. Yeah. Coral cr- the Crow is a cute name for a crow. Awesome. Okay, so back to the story of Peanut M&M's. In 1995, the company ran the M&M's Color Campaign, a contest in which participants were given the choice of selecting purple, blue, or pink as the color for the new variety of M&M's. The announcement of the winning color was carried on most television network news programs, as well as talk shows of David Letterman and Jay Leno. As a part of the contest results, the company had the Empire State Building lighted in blue. What? In 2006, M&M's became the official chocolate of NASCAR. In 2010, pretzel M&M's were released. They contain a crunchy, salty pretzel center inside of chocolate coating and are about the same size of peanut M&M's, but their shape tends to be more spherical. Hmm. I've had those. What do you think? Not as good. Not as good. Do they they get the pretzel right? Like, does it make sense altogether? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'd rather have like a chocolate-covered pretzel. Yes. I was just going to ask, have you ever had flips? No. Flips are great. Well, I've seen lots of pretzels with M&M's on them. Oh, definitely. There you go. So they could do a crossover, like, yeah. collab. Co-brand with Snyder's. Shout out, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Snyder's Dips with mini M&M's. Yeah. It's a, okay. cla- it's a timeless finish, I think. Coating something in M&M's is a... Great way to finish off. Like I'm thinking caramel apples. I'm thinking any chocolate, anything. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say I wanted to note that the third choice was Auntie Anne's or Auntie Anne's pretzels. That's what I want to talk about. It's a great uh, brand. But also, I do want to talk about mini M&M's because I do have like a lot of emotions yes. about them. So, Do you remember the tubes they came in? They still come in the tubes and I still get yeah. the tubes. Whoa. Because the best part about mini M&M's is like shooting it back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like the, the rainfall and then the melty the texture. Mm-hmm. In 2014, mega M&M's were reintroduced. What? Before then, the Re? mega, before then, the mega M&M's had been released in 2007, promoting the Shrek films being dubbed ogre-sized M&M's. <laughs> I've never seen these. I would have bought that. Yeah. Okay, where we've reached the... There wasn't much information on peanut M&M's just when they came out. When did they come out? 1954. Wow. Oldie. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's like one of the first flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. America's top candy cravings. Top 10 candy products sold via Instacart by weight. What do you guys think of the top three? Jeez. Like Snickers or something? Right. We're going to do this kind of like Wordle. Snickers is number six. How is this like Wordle? Is there... Because... There's an S? You've guessed one of the top ten, so I'm telling you where it is. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) This is not very much like Wordle, but whatever. Milky Way. No. 
Okay, we got four more tries. Yeah, exactly, and you only get six tries. I'll say it. I'll 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 put M and M's up there. I bet they're doing real well for themselves. M and M's is number two. Oh. Okay. What about Reese's? Reese's is number three. Oh. What the heck? Two more guesses for number one. Oh, just Hershey's milk chocolate. Hershey's milk chocolate is number four. Oh my god. One more guess. It's right in front of your noses. It is. Okay. Is that a clue? This is an aside. This is an aside with Sophie Thomas. You can't interfere. <laughs> Would it be Butterfingers or is Butterfingers too niche? I think too niche. Okay. Butterfingers would probably be my number one, but number one is Peanut M&M's. Oh, M&M's. Wait, that's so crazy. Wow. I'm... Does that make you happy, Sophie? <laughs> yes. It validates, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of emotions I have about Peanut m <laughs> Awesome. And my origin story with them. Ugh. Now into some recent news, which is rare Uh-oh. for the pod. <laughs> About a month ago, Eminem's announced its multi-pronged approach to, quote, creating a world where everyone feels they belong and society is inclusive, end quote. Okay. The candy company decided to give each of the six characters fresh, a, quote, fresh modern take on their traditional look, more nuanced personalities, to underscore the importance of self-expression and power of community through storytelling, end quote. I'm going to share my screen. So I'm showing John and Sophie the old M&M's mascots. They right butchered green. Above the new they ones. They absolutely butchered green. Ooh, okay. Well, I think yellow and blue look like the same person, so that should have been fixed. It should have been another mm-hmm. lady. Yes. Like, green should have stayed green. And then yellow or blue should have become a woman. Oh, I see. There's yeah. It looks like there's four dudes and two women. They could have done a yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yellow or blue no, should I'm have become you. like a like a sporty w- woman, and then green could stay green. Did brown just get longer legs? Yeah. Here's what they changed. The biggest and perhaps most controversial change is that the green M&M who typically sports her signature white go-go boots has stepped into a pair of cool laid-back sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence. Green, who once modeled for the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, (laughs) now will be more about confidence than sex appeal, M&M says. Could be one in the same thing. (laughs) Hey, so you nailed it. You know, we don't have to, sh- yeah, throw shade to that type of confidence. Or is, so now is sex appeal open? AKA, is Coral the Crow our new sex symbol? Ooh, yeah. I think the red M&M is kind of hot. No. Oh. He's vanilla. He's so boring. Well, no, but just like his pose, I feel like he's the sexy, I thought he was the sexy M&M. The sexy man m M&M. and I mean, yeah. He's certainly the alpha. Yeah. He's the Tony Soprano. Okay, Brown, the newest addition to the cast, who has been portrayed as brainy, powerful CEO type, is getting lower pumps because it's 2022 and most of us aren't tottering around the C-suite in stilettos. That's from, uh, I switched over to a Washington Post article. That's why the tone changed there. Um, (laughs) Do you guys know what C-suite is referencing in that sentence? Oh, it's like the CEO... Oh, okay. Nice. Like normally like the idea is like you like men are the only ones in the C suite or whatever. And you gotta make it to the C suite. 
Yellow, wow. per the brand, will be the optimist. Optimist In previous ad campaigns, yellow appeared as the sort of dope of the group, often slow to catch on to the punchline of nearly every TV ad, that the humans in the commercials actually want to eat them. The 2022 version has wisdom in his own right and forces us to see the world as it should be, Eminem says. Orange, though, is the avatar of our collective anxieties, and his makeover what? produced one of the saddest lines to come out of the marketing department seeking to connect with its audience. Quote, Orange is one of the most relatable characters with Gen Z, which is also the most anxious generation. Whoa. In a weird way, the writing like is very good and like honest. <laughs> yeah. It's not what I need from M&M's. <laughs> That's where they're missing. Yeah. They're missing their whole intention. I think this is a tiny bit of a mistake. I don't know if y'all are feeling like this. They f they feel like they need to keep relevant with all of the issues of today by diversifying their cast. I don't know. I mean, was anyone really like up in arms about the M&M characters? I bet they weren't some. before, but they are now. This uh, there's been quite an internet backlash. Wait, 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 wait. What about yeah, blue? Go ahead. They Are didn't not... say anything about blue. I've never seen blue. I've never met blue. I feel like blue should stay not playing much of a role in the commercials, but blue's good friends with Coral the Crow. Maybe blue's rotten and rancid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's some of the internet backlash. Matt <laughs> on Twitter writes, "Why did they reverse yassify the green M&M?" The Twitter user pussy <laughs> psychic underscore pussy 69 tweeted a petition to gr give the green M&M her sexy boots back. I'm with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sarah Lugor <laughs> tweeted, give the green M&M her little hooshy heels back. Frowny face emoji. <laughs> Not even replied. I think it's a, I think the hoochie heels are important and I don't think they're bad. I think that they should have had another lady in sneakers. Yeah, there you go. Totally, Because everyone is different. <laughs> we needed a third lady. Yeah, I really think... Okay, so I looked up the Eminem characters, and on the Eminem website, they each have interviews. Oh, nice. So Blue, his like quote is, I woke up like this. And then the question hey. is, if you could meet anyone in the world dead or alive, who would it be and what would you say to them? And he says, I'd rather meet people who are alive. With dead people, you really have to carry the conversation. Okay. What were your dreams as a child? My dream was just to be happy. So it's a delicious irony that I'm always blue. Do you suffer oh. from sleepwalking? I'm not big on multitasking. So when I sleep, I sleep. So he doesn't really feel like he has a lot of personality. Yeah, just kind of some throwaway lines. Yeah, like because this is brown M&M's thing. Her quote is not bossy, just the boss. Mm. So... I'm too busy shining to throw shade. So, like, I just feel like blue should become a lady in sneakers. Completely yeah. agree. Totally, totally agree. Or, yeah, I feel like they almost tried to make blue, like, the Eeyore type of the M&M world. <laughs> but no, just make it a third lady. That's such an easy fix. Yeah. Yeah, because it's okay. I think what the backlash is about is it's okay to be a sexy girl. It is a form of expression to wear what shoes you want to wear. This is corporate censorship. <laughs> it's it's corporate shaming of of women's bodies. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like the spaghetti strap top conversation. Why are girls sent home when they're wearing like tank tops? Mm-hmm. But a boy whose pants are down to his knees aren't sent home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that wraps up the brass tacks. Now we can finally get into your experience with peanut M&M's, Sophie. The origin story, we finally come to it. Um, yeah, so I feel like I was introduced to peanut M&M's when I was like, I'd already had M&M's. And then someone introduced me to peanut M&M's and I was like, whoa, like this is definitely really special. Mm-hmm. And I think from that day on, I pretty much only ever got peanut M&M's. Like that's what I would get as a snack. But as I got older... I was like, well, I got to be healthy so I can't keep eating peanut M&M's all the time. But then one time I fainted at the doctor's office. <laughs> Whoa. And they gave me peanut M&M's. And they're like, this is oh, the man. perfect snack because it's oh. sugar and like a, like a protein or like a, like it just yes. yeah. perfect amount of ingredients. And so ever since that moment, I let myself have peanut M&M's whenever I want because I see it as a health food. I think it is. And like a sustaining thing. Like I used to like pass out in doctor's offices and it would it was like terrifying. And so when I would get really anxious, I would buy a bag of peanut M&Ms and I would keep it in my bag and I would feel safer. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that's a, that's a dopey story. <laughs> um, M&Ms should use your life as a commercial for peanut M&Ms. Are you kidding me? <laughs> And also, I think that they could, like, rebrand as it is, like, a health food, a workout food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Oreos, like, I feel like I was uh, taking a commercial acting class, and they talk about how they're not, like, selling you this cookie that's, like, hydrogenated oils, and it's so bad for you. They're selling this memory that you're going to have with your grandpa. Mm-hmm. With peanut yes. M&Ms, it's like they should be selling, like the healthy lifestyle that you live, the practicality, like the marathon runner. And when you think about all of the other candies that are on the shelf and offered, it's a no-brainer as to what's the healthier option. If you need candy, if you want candy, I'm not going to get peach rings if I'm going to run a marathon, if I'm just done with, you know, if I'm finishing a workout. I'm going to get the peanut M&Ms because it's going to give me protein and it's going to give me sugar and it's going to give me calories to bounce back. It's like how they're branding chocolate milk right now. Yeah, as an exercise Badly. food. Yeah. Oh. I've gone down that rabbit hole. And then I just like <laughs> kept drinking chocolate milk instead of like wanting to cook and I had to mm. stop. <laughs> instead of wanting to cook. <laughs> yeah, I was like chocolate milk. I could just drink this. It has all the essential vitamins <laughs> I need. Or I could like cook a real meal and I, I chose chocolate milk. This this kind of brings me back to the conversation we had with Avery Thomas about Gushers and the fact that Gushers were just simply, because they were simply defined as a snack food rather than what they should have been called, straight up candy. Yeah. That I feel that peanut M&Ms could 100% follow those footsteps and brand themselves as a just a post-workout snack, the way that a cliff Bar yep. is. Ex- exactly, exercise bar. And I feel like when you get yes, an exercise yes. bar, it's like chocolate peanut exercise bar. Sounds great. Whatever exercise bar. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, pe- like if I want some sustenance, but my I'm at like a deli and my options aren't great, mm-hmm. peanut M&M's is a solid option versus just a Snickers 
bar. Like that feels like it's like too sugary. Like there's something about yeah. M&Ms that actually don't feel too sugary. It feels mm-hmm. more like a sustaining food stuff. Because when you break down the ratio of peanut to chocolate, True. I feel as though the chocolate is just the case, right? The The middle is peanut. And I'm fine with that ratio. Yeah, to chocolate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like the perfect ratio. This is what I consider an old school F because we've got a bunch of solid ideas. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all of them. We can see if we want to further mm-hmm. explore any of them. Okay. I mean, I feel like all of our ideas are pretty high uh, quality and like pretty impactful. Yeah, I do too. There's the rebranding them as fancy we're gonna fix the the issue with some of the peanuts being rancid with the crows (laughs) who are gonna be an integral part of all of the you know m&m factories that feels just like a super super bowl unveiling yes perfect because i think there's like a story to it and i think with twix i don't know if you remember there was all these like commercials of like right twix left twix yes factories and i feel like they could kind of have that moment um with like i feel like in the super bowl like coca-cola had an ad that i remember very vividly of like how coke is made and it was like this cute little fantasy world so i feel like they could do the crow origin story there okay then there's making the blue m&m a lady and giving the green m&m her boots back yep absolutely and let's maybe double down and give the green M&M, make her even more sexy than she was before. She should do a Playboy um, spread. Yes, there you mm-hmm. go. A centerfold. And then we could have um, the blue lady M&M, she could be on the cover of like, she could do a sports thing. She could be like playing soccer because the women's soccer team, I feel like I just saw they, they're now getting like paid as much as the men's soccer team or something. So yeah. she could be kind of like on that stuff and like collaborating with like women's rights. And... Absolutely. Then we've got using Sophie's experience as the commercial where she had to, uh, <laughs> she was passed out and she needed something, some sustenance. And we need like really sad. We need like a, a film composer to compose the score. And we need like a film director to direct the commercial. Yeah. One of the top built guys or ladies and, um, Definitely like cinematographer that won an Oscar or something. Mm-hmm. Pay them all like a few million dollars to do it. And this is the Super Bowl spot, right? Oh, th- well, this is just uh, my experience um, fainting. Yeah. So, yeah, let's have that also be introduced at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because Coke like has like four spots. You know, they have like. Exactly. Yeah. And they have very different commercials. So I definitely think. And then the third spot is the blue M&M helping rebrand it as a post-workout health food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she, like, does soccer. Or, like, she yes. plays football. Yeah. Those are so many solid ideas. They're so great. The only question is, how do we deliver them? How do we package them mm-hmm. to Mars Company slash M&M Department? Slash, do we think we want to make another statement about child labor? Yes. I think it's a great time for that wrap up with that. Hey, there's your third Super Bowl spot. Or maybe we have a fourth. Oh, and they're like, this is what we're doing. And this is why. And we're all in this together. Yeah. We all want to support 
we cannot that extra dollar saves a child's life kind of Oh, yeah, because people are going to, if we're doing all of these ideas, people are going to wonder why the price has doubled and why it looks a little fancier now. For every package of M&M's sold, a child is released into freedom. (laughs) Do you guys know Tony's Chocoloni? No, what? I don't. Tony's Chocoloni? I'll, like, find a picture. It's, It's like a... Big chocolate bar with like lots of colors, but their whole thing oh. is the trafficking. Tony's is so tasty. So oh. good. But they like, when you open the package, it's like really intense about um, what goes on. So we have to one up Tony's. Yeah. Their colors feel a little more elegant. Oh, I'm still sharing my screen. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I didn't know if I should say something or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. fun. That's really fun. Tony's Chocolonies let's make chocolate 100% slave free. Like that's their whole thing. But they have such mm. great aesthetics that when you go to the store, you're like, oh, like this just looks like a very chic chocolate bar that I can like buy my friend or like look cool. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Let's see. Because we want Tony's business. We want everyone who buys Tony's to now buy M&M's instead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why don't we just buy them out? Oh, there you that's go. A great idea. Perfect. Done. We have the money for it. All right. We're buying Tony's out, but we promise we're going to continue his mission. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's part of the commercial, the fourth commercial that's about our new ethical stance. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were inspired by Tony's, so we bought, we bought them. Them. <laughs> <laughs> No, we can say we collaborated. We we now co- we now work co-sponsor yes yeah with and we truly just bought them and fired everyone but yeah and who knows if we're actually continuing yeah who knows if we're real we're just raising the prices of <laughs> chocolate bars so fucked up i mean people will th- associate us with them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so we don't really have to do any of the stuff they did this is corporate america yeah i mean that that's true this is corporate america and we have to think about the bottom line but yeah. tony's so- okay Tony's Chocoloni for a, a small, a 1.8 ounce chocolate bar is two thirty nine. dollars For a mm-hmm. giant chocolate bar that's 6.35 ounces, let's see how many of these servings, it's $5.95. So it's not a lot of money. No. And this is okay. six servings for a $5.95. So really, why can't Eminem just pay the people more money? Yeah. If the pri- like, actually... I, I think the price difference maybe wouldn't even okay. be that much. So let's give them the option. I think that's nice to say you've got two options. You can buy Tony's or you can lower the price of your chocolate bars and you can pay your workers more. Yes. Raise yeah, give M&M's two options. Yeah. And then if we want to give the consumers options, we could say we now have fair trade M&M's. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you don't want to release a child into freedom with every package... Then you can buy M&M's Classic, which looks like the old M&M's. That's perfect. Because I think like when I go to the store and I see organic and not organic, if I'm mm-hmm. broke, I'll buy the not organic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'm feeling good, maybe I'll buy the organic. It's the yeah, option. That's nice. Yeah. We don't want to forget about the loyal customers. Because then the onus is on the customer and not on us as M&M Mars. Yes. Yeah. And like we've established in this episode, sometimes we don't like when things change. 
when M&M's changed all of their characters, that caused a little bit of anger, drew the ire of the Great Samaritans. And so there's going to be some consumers who don't want it to be changed. And so we have got both. Guess what? We've got both. And we could even call it like the legacy collection or have like kind of, you know, we can really have, we could play with that. You know, it's like we kept the original. Yes. For people who like their heritage. Child labor. I love that. All three of those words are huge. Eminem's heritage, Eminem's traditional, Eminem's legacy. The legacy collection. collection. That is luxury. A legacy collection? Are you kidding me? Sophie, we came up with some excellent ideas and Mm -hmm. you really helped us crystallize them. So thank you so much for being a guest. Yes. Thank you guys for having... Now I'm like, maybe I should just be a brand consultant. There were some... I mean, this was a hot room. (laughs) Sophie, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, um... No, no. I'm just a okay. human. <laughs> That's cool, this though. Is, this is the thing I would plug if I was somewhere else. <laughs> wow. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at greatsamaritanspod at gmail.com. Feel like being a great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your end game. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.